0: Breathing room. Breathing room is about how we can make space in our lives to experience life fully without bursting at the seams. There's something about a new year that gets us either really excited. We've got goals and we've got dreams and a fresh blank calendar and we can just make it happen. Or or you get a little Worried about all the pressure to make change because no matter uh, how the calendar is turned, you still got bills to pay, you still got a full schedule, you still got doctor's appointments in and school and work, and, and you've only got so much energy. Sometimes we need more than a new goal or a resolution, sometimes we need some breathing room. And so that's what this series is about. So, what is today, the 20th, about three weeks into January? This is normally about the time where I completely and utterly fail at my New Year's resolutions. Happens just about this time. You get three solid weeks of putting everything I've got into it, whatever it is. It's always a noble goal. It will make my life better and the world a better place. And I go at it with all I've got. And then my willpower goes, fizzles right out. And there I am, empty and back where I started. Has that ever happened to you? you got this great big change in mind. It could, could be any time of the year, but it happens a lot at New Year's, and you run full steam ahead, and you can do it for a while until maybe something unexpected happens that requires your attention. Some unexpected event, some stress, some uh, crisis, and you end up back in the same old patterns. God, I'm going to eat great this year. I'm doing a great job. I'm, I've been eating well, but I got stressed last week. I found myself in the freezer section of Bilo buying $45 worth of Ben and Jerry's. They're gone now. I made a great budget. We're going to save this year. We're going to put into our 529s, our 403Bs, our 1234s, our 56s and 7s and we're going to make it happen. But I I lost some receipts and I, I don't remember if this was in my budget and I spent it anyway. My system's all thrown off and it's a mess and I... I don't know how to fix it. You know, that's the trouble with things sometimes with resolutions or new goals. We try to achieve something new or solve a problem without addressing all of the stuff that made it a problem to begin with. So sometimes, to make room for something new in our life, we have got to make some breathing room by breaking old patterns that keep us stuck in a rut. And so today, we're going to be taking a look at the difference between problems and patterns. The difference between problems and patterns. And so for that, we're going to return to the book of Exodus. Uh, We're going to take a look in on Moses as he deals with the problem in his life from chapter 18, verses 13 through 27. I invite you to hear the word of the Lord. The next day, Moses sat as judge for the people. While the people stood around him from morning until evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone while all the people stand around you from morning until evening? Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute, they come to me, and I decide between one person and another. And I make known to them the statutes and instructions of God. Moses' father-in-law said to him, What you are doing is not good. You will surely wear yourself out, both you and these people with you. For the task is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. Now listen to me, and I will give you counsel, and God be with you. You should represent the people before God, and you should bring their cases before God. Teach them the statutes and the instructions, and make known to them the way they are to go and the things they are to do. You should also look for able men among all the people, men who fear God, are trustworthy, and hate dishonest gain. Set such men over them as officers over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Let them sit as judges for the people at all times. Let them bring every important case to you, but decide every minor case themselves. So it will be easier for you, and they will bear the burden with you. If you do this, and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure, and all these people will go home to their home in peace. So Moses listened to his father-in-law and did all that he had said. Moses chose able men from all Israel and appointed them as heads over the people, as officers over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. And they judged the people at all times. Hard cases they brought to Moses, but any minor case they decided themselves. Then Moses let his father-in-law depart, and he went off to his own country. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So Moses had a problem. Moses had a million problems, really. So the Hebrew people had been set free from slavery in Egypt and had been out there roaming around the desert looking for some direction to the promised land. The Bible tells us that maybe it's about 600,000 men were a part of the population. You add to that the women and the children, the census data goes up over a million. And Moses is doing all of the work of leadership by himself. He is finding food and water, and this is one of the craziest things. He is single-handedly settling all of the disputes among them. I don't know about you, but one conflict is draining enough. Could you imagine a million people, the kind of conflict they have, and they are just bombarding Moses morning until evening, day after day, and, and the Bible tells him, it tells us it's wearing him out, and the people are frustrated, and it makes good sense. It gets so bad that Moses cries out to God. He says, what am I going to do with these people? They are ready to stone me. Ah, that's that's not a good position to be in. It seems like Moses's problem is other people's problems. If they didn't keep having so many problems, then Moses wouldn't have this problem. I mean, notice that. Notice where Moses locates responsibility for his problem what am I going to do with these people, with them, with they? He locates this problem with them. And he even, he even hands God a little bit of responsibility for his problem. God, why don't you do something with these people? Well, God has a funny way of answering our prayers sometimes. I don't know if it's ever happened to you. Uh, very rarely, in the ways we expect, God does something about it by sending a house guest. You asked, here comes your father-in-law, exactly what you wanted. Jethro is his name, and he has come to visit. And he watches Moses, you know, fathers-in-law sometimes will watch their sons-in-law to make sure they're doing things right. Maybe it's just my family. He watches him do this, the Bible says, from morning until evening. And Jethro says, this thing that you are doing is not good. The load is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. And I bet I can imagine Moses saying, yeah, it is too heavy. I know, these people are crazy. Can you imagine all the stuff they're going through? they got to keep bringing to me. I mean, this is, I've got a problem on my hands. But Jethro hints at something deeper. Where Moses uses they language to describe the problem, Jethro uses a lot of you language. What you are doing is not good. So when he looks at this from an outside perspective, he sees that Moses is a part of the issue. Now, it probably would have made Moses feel a little bit better if he would have said, yeah, wow, my goodness, these people, they're crazy. What kind of problems have they got? They sure have put you in a bit of a pickle. But Jethro doesn't talk about them. Jethro says what you are doing is not good. Doesn't sound That doesn't sound fun, does it? Me? Wait, me? Wait a minute, sir. What I'm doing is not good? These are the people with all the problems. If they didn't have so many problems, they wouldn't keep causing me problems. You're saying I'm the problem? But Jethro shines a light on something that's very important for Moses and that will change everything for him. See, Moses doesn't have a problem. Moses has a pattern. Moses doesn't have a problem. Moses has a pattern. Now, everybody's got problems in their lives. It's just everybody's got problems. Something goes wrong. It comes to our attention. We own it. We fix it. Problems have solutions. It's gone. We take care of them. They go away. The garbage is full. Take out the garbage. Problem solved. There are no more forks in the the drawer. Go do you some dishes. Problem solved. But Moses didn't just have a problem. Moses has a pattern. And simply put, problems are uh, patterns are problems that keep coming back over and over again, usually because we are doing the same thing over and over again. Sometimes the way that we handle the problems in our life invites them to return. One of my favorite authors is a, a writer named Henry Cloud, and he says this uh, about patterns. He says negative patterns are often problems that you think you fixed only to find yourself dealing with them more than once, twice, or three times because it has simply become the way you do things. And when you look back on your behavior, you'll see that you've been handling the issue the same destructive way. Problems are a part of life, but when they become something that happens over and over again, they form a pattern. They become a part of your identity, and that's the difference. Moses has a pattern of overfunctioning. Moses takes on all of the work, even work that other people need to be doing. And this has crossed the line from a problem into a pattern. And the difficulty with a pattern is it, it becomes part of who you are. You think about paths in the woods if you keep driving over them over and over and over again, they're going to get uh, the tire tracks worn down in them. That becomes a part of who you are digging deep furrows in your soul. I mean, think about when water's washing down that path, where is it going to collect? Always. And the problem with a pattern is we don't always recognize that we are jumping headfirst into the same problem in the same way that we've always done it, inviting it to return. And So if there was a movie of your life, I'm thinking about the movie of my life right now. It would be Matthew McConaughey stars as the Reverend Jim Morrow. Amanda Morrow stars as Amanda Morrow because there's no more wonderful woman on stage and screen. You're welcome, sweetheart. But if there were a movie of your life and you were to be able to watch it, would you end up seeing yourselves make the same mistakes over and over again? Would you see patterns emerge in your life? Are you regularly rescuing people even when it's not good for them or good for you? Are you always letting somebody else, someone else pick up your slack? Are you the one always picking up somebody else's slack when they need to do it? Are you getting in the way of your own success? Are you sabotaging or, or otherwise harming your relationships for some reason? Are you constantly working yourself into exhaustion? Do you find the same financial problems happening in your life over and over and over again? I mean, it's so easy to blame them, the outside circumstances, but there are times in our lives when we have some responsibility in it. Is it a part of a pattern in your life that keeps coming up? Now sometimes it takes outside help to see patterns. And so Jethro is Moses' outside person. And so Jethro shines a light that's on this problematic pattern in Moses' life. But Jethro is more than a critic. He's a friend. He's more than a critic. Now, sometimes we think it's really great uh, to go up and tell everybody everything that we see that's wrong with them and what they're doing and everything like that. That's fine. Anybody can do that. You can armchair quarterback somebody else's life all you want. You know, we all want more of that in our life, don't we? No. It's really easy to see a problem. It takes courage and love to be a friend and help. Jethro is more than a critic. He's a friend. Now, listen to me, he says. And I'll give you some counsel. And after Moses swallows hard hearing that from his papa-in-law, he hears Jethro say, look, get some help. Get some of these folks to help you and it'll be easier for you. And he actually walks through with him to think about a plan to help him break out of that pattern of overfunctioning and share the load so that he's free to do what only he can do for the community. Sometimes it takes an outside person. Jethro helps him to break the pattern. God sent him along Moses' way to help Moses see the harder truth about what's going on in his life, but also to encourage him and to lead him down a path of healthier patterns. And I wonder, do you have Jethro's in your life? You may not know somebody named Jethro, that's perfectly fine, but do you have somebody in your life who loves you in the Lord? Who you trust and give permission to speak truthfully to you about what they see in you? Somebody... Who will not just tell you what's wrong, but somebody who will come alongside you and encourage you to see your patterns and help you break them. We need Jethro people in our lives. And listen, that's one of the beauties of the church is that we are a community together where we we don't just show up in the same space every now and then. That the church fellowship at its best is the body of Christ that grows in relationship to each other and helps us move in the same direction towards jesus christ now sometimes in history the church has gotten this flat out wrong the church has taken the role of critic and dropped the role of friend but we need we've got enough of that we need the friends the jethro's and so here in our congregation i want you to know today that if you're here that there are so many people here who love you and who want to be a part of your life who want to encourage you and help you grow so if you're looking for a jethro to help you see what god is doing in your life you're in the right place. Do you have a Jethro person? I encourage you to trust them because they can see sometimes what you can't see or don't want to see. And now, once you've seen a negative pattern in your life, it can get pretty overwhelming. Because if you look back and say, wow, the reason that I'm uh, always broke at whatever time of year is because I actually, it's me. I've been doing this, this, and this, and this. For me, for my family, it's why does our car always break down in December? because we get it fixed in December and don't do anything to it until December. <laughs> it just breaks down. That's a pattern. That's a pattern. And sometimes we feel a lot of guilt over that stuff. But listen, you can be a little bit gentle with yourself. Don't be discouraged. Everybody's got patterns in their lives. I've got them. Everybody's got them. Seeing it is the first step to breaking free from it. And once you get over the sting of having to look yourself in the mirror and say, I've got some skin in this game, you can actually get down to the real heart of the issue. And that's where the good stuff happens. Because when you can get down to the heart of the issue, what you're going to find are new places in your heart that you can open the door and allow God to work. Places that you haven't opened up to God before. And when, we, when a difficult place in our life uh, is no longer hidden by our lack of insight or even our willful denial, we can invite God into it. And God breaks patterns. God sets people free from patterns. Listen, this is what he's done all throughout history. Just take a few examples from the Bible. Here's one. A woman is caught in a pattern of adultery and she gets caught. And a group of Jewish leaders drag her to be stoned to death. Jesus, having mercy on her, stops her accusers, spares her life, invites her to repentance and says, go and sin no more. And she's able to leave free to live a new life, pattern broken, a new pattern can begin. There's uh, two men after Jesus' crucifixion who leave Jerusalem to go back home. They live in a place called Emmaus, and they're stuck in a pattern of despair. And on their way, and through all their despair, the risen Jesus appears to them and sh- opens their eyes to the glory of God and speaks to them and eats with them and teaches them. And, and they're filled with joy and they run back to Jerusalem to go and be with the rest of God's people. Pattern broken. A new pattern can begin. It happens over and over and over again in the Bible. Moses stuck in a pattern of overfunctioning, the Israelites stuck in a pattern of disobedience, the world stuck in a pattern that leads to emptiness and death. God broke all those patterns and set people free to live fully as God's people. And so what about you and me? We can try to solve our problems, but when they are deep-set patterns, we are fighting against the furrows of history. It's hard to fight. We can't ignore it, and we can't deny it. But we can see it and turn it over to God. We can see it and turn it over to God. The Bible tells us where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is. anybody? Freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And the Spirit of God seeks to be in your life, showing you, reaching out to you with the vision that God has for your life, and inviting you to welcome the power of God into your life to break the patterns that have a hold on you so that you can live freely and joyfully in all that God has for you, bound by nothing, not bound by sin, not bound by the power of death, and not even bound by the, the negative habits and patterns that have wound their way into your life. Now, we don't have a hand in everything that we face in life. Sometimes things just happen. Sometimes, sadly enough, we face the consequences of other people's choices. But there are things in our lives that we do have responsibility for. There are things in our lives that are happening partly because of how we are engaging them. Those are our patterns. Do you have patterns in your life? Have your problems become patterns? that are holding you back and keeping you down. Today is the day to see it. To let somebody help you. To open your heart to the freedom that God brings. God who has the power to set you free and break patterns so that you can live in the ways that he's called you to live. It's time to see it and to ask for help and to invite the power of God that can help you break the old pattern and form a new, healthy, life-giving, God-honoring one in your life. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you that in the complexities of our souls that you love every part of who we are and you seek to make it holy and new and life-giving, filled with vitality, God, as we have considered today, maybe some of us have seen some patterns in our lives. We feel bad about how that's perpetuated in our past, and we want to be set free. Help us, O God, to open our hearts today. Give us a sense of your Holy Spirit, even in these moments, that we might open our hearts and allow you to set us free. In all of the big ways, all of the small ways. Father, if there's anybody here in the room today that is sensing a pattern in their life that is really deep and painful for them, Lord, surround them with the care of your spirit. Send your children around them to comfort them and encourage them. And work in their hearts right now to break the chain. That, that today they might stand from this place and leave more free than when they arrived. And God, help all of us to be like Jethro. That we might come alongside people as friends, encouraging one another and sharpening one another that we might be more and more like you in holiness and righteousness. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.